What's up, everybody? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Powerhouse Rants podcast. It's July 7th, funny enough, for episode seven. So must be a great episode. And it is going to be a great episode. So we're going to get straight into this. We got about 50 minutes to break down how you're going to become unstoppable in business and life, how to overcome anxiety, and how to basically just be a dominant, bomb-ass motherfucker who knows exactly what to do to relieve themselves when you're stressed, when you're anxious, or you're just feeling a little bit down. So that's what exactly what we're going to be covering today. So first and foremost, per usual, let's go on ahead and cover. We're going to cover four things. First and foremost, we're going to go over our gratitude. We're going to express our gratitude like we always do. Then we're going to talk about alignment, alignment in yourself, your goals, and what you want to do with yourself, most importantly, because without alignment, how are you supposed to do what you want to do if you're not aligned with your values and yourself. Secondly, we're going to talk about structure. How do you structure yourself to be an unstoppable being? And then accountability. Accountability is one of the most powerful things that I personally use in order to become unstoppable. I personally have my own accountability with myself, and I'm really looking forward to in the future creating a, a possible powerhouse accountability group for all powerhouses who want to well, for anyone who wants to become a powerhouse like me and everyone who tunes in to these podcast episodes. So let's jump straight into the gratitude. So think of the one person right now who had a big impact on your life over the past week. For me, honestly, this would have to be my fiance. I'm just going to say it straight out because for this past week, I've been struggling a lot with um, uh, my um, personal um, mental health issues. I've been struggling with a lot of personal things that have just been really hitting me down, but She's been a rock for me, and I've always been a rock for her. So I'm really grateful for that. Who are you grateful for? Are you grateful for someone who's also been there for you for maybe over the past week or a year? Whoever that person is, just think about it in your head for the next, we'll do another 30 seconds, give or take. So um, we've done this almost every episode. So I'm going to go ahead and be quiet and let you guys just sit on this and meditate and just think about it. that one person or maybe two people maybe more than that we just want to make sure that we take a couple minutes to really think about why we're grateful for them what they've done how they've helped us all of that good stuff and once you think you've thought of that person i want you to just go on ahead and just think of hugging that person as hard as you can until you squeeze almost squeeze the life out of them almost but you're not doing that just Hug them and just tell them, thank you. And let's get straight into it. So beating anxiety is the first thing we're going to talk about. And this, this ties in with um, alignment because what a lot of entrepreneurs and people nowadays struggle with is anxiety and they don't even know it, believe it or not. Anxiety comes in a lot of different forms and I'm not the best person to explain anxiety because I've recently experienced my first couple anxiety attacks and I didn't even know it was an anxiety attack. I just literally thought like uh, Craig Ballantyne, I was dying. I just thought I was dying. My heart rate was beating really fast, trouble breathing, tight chest, all that stuff. So um, if you've ever experienced that randomly, that could possibly be a sign of anxiety. But how do you beat this so-called um, anxiety? Now, uh, a little bit more about anxiety off the top of my head. Uh, I'm not a medical professional or anything, nor is Craig Ballantyne, but we're just going to give tips from our experiences on how to overcome anxiety um, 
personally me, I'll also cover how you can overcome depression and several other things uh, because that's all things that I struggle with on a daily, hourly basis, to be completely honest. So beating anxiety, well, anxiety in the first place, it's really, in my opinion, anxiety is overthinking is what I think it is. I think it boils down to one thing, which is overthinking because uh, what anxiety is, is it's you having racing thoughts, thoughts of the what if, what's going to happen, what could not happen, am I going to die, am I going to get hurt? It's all of the thoughts that go through your head that usually create a spike in adrenaline or um, heart rate, anything like that. Fear often ties into anxiety because when you're fearful, your natural instinct is to, the crocodile brain wants to be fearful. So it wants to protect you, which is locking down, showing your body is showing, showing you the signs of your heart rate increasing, you're sweating, all of those signs are showing you that you have that anxiety. So that's the best way that I can explain anxiety is you really overthinking. So you may not have an anxiety attack or even feel anything, but if you're overthinking and you just have a headache, that can be anxiety. I have a headache right now. I usually have headaches 24 seven. I've learned to live with cluster headaches. It fucking sucks, but at the end of the day, you can beat it. It's all mental. It really is. And once you're able to rewire, like I talked about in the first episode, your perception and your perspective, you're really able to crack down on these things. Now, there's five lessons on beating anxiety. And the first one is when anxiety attacks, get outside. Staying inside only makes it worse. So if you feel like your heart's racing, or even if you're in your head and you're really worried about something and you're just angry, maybe go outside, go for a walk, take your dog out for a walk, take your wife for a walk. Even if it's the coronavirus pandemic or whatever, put on a fucking mask and just go outside. Go outside and just take in the air and relax. Know that you are okay. You're not broken. You're not stupid. Don't beat yourself up. It's all, you're only human. And everyone in their life will experience anxiety, in my opinion, in many different forms. If you feel like you're not going to, you're fucking lying to yourself because you don't, you can't necessarily always control anxiety, but you can, you can learn to control it, but you can't always prevent it because it will slip up sometimes, but I'm going to go over some techniques that will stop you or will stop it from happening, uh, which basically are covered in these lessons. So let me move this down here. So lesson number two is when anxiety attacks, get out of your own head, talk to someone, let them know you need help. Because bottling up your thoughts and letting your wheels spin only makes your anxiety worse. This is something I struggle with. I recently decided to go ahead and find a psychiatric therapist to speak with because I literally cannot communicate well with my lover and some family members with what's going on in my head and experiences that I'm feeling. So being able to talk to someone instead of being in my head, just the thought of it makes me really feel um, better because I know that I'm going to be able to say whatever I want and that person's not going to judge. So if you have someone in your life who can do that, a lover, a friend, or just even a random person, maybe I can imagine if you message someone on Facebook and you're like, Hey, I need someone to talk to like 99% of human beings are nice people. So there's no excuse for you not being able to find someone. There's also plenty of hotlines, hotlines where you can go and just, there's like depression texting hotlines where you can just text people you can literally call someone and they'll listen to all your problems for free. And I'm 99% sure you can do that in any country, anywhere in the world, as long as you have internet, of course, or a signal. So 
when anxiety attacks, get out of your own head. A really good um, side note is journaling. I've been journaling a lot more than usual. I journal twice a day, morning and evening. I brain dump everything that I'm feeling in the moment. And I always reconnect it back to who am I going to show up as as a person? And that sets the agenda for the day. So when that shit attacks you, don't bottle it up. Get out of your own head. Even if you're ranting to yourself and you record yourself and you just want to talk or you have a friend who you can rant to, just do that. Because I don't know if any of you guys are in relationships if you're watching this, but females tend to really want to just be listened to and rant and be heard. So honestly, like my fiance, when she, every day after work, she is yelling and she is like, you may think she's crazy. I know she's a little bit crazy, but I like crazy because crazy is different and different always makes the best kind of person. Well, people who are different always have a special gift in one way, shape or form. And when it comes to someone who can listen to you, or again, tying back to females who just want to release, that helps alleviate their anxiety, their depression, and all these other things that they may be feeling. Because a lot of females don't bottle up their emotions. Usually men do, females do, but mostly men do because it's the manly thing to do. We don't want, we don't get affected by anything. We're, we're strong, we're not weak. And you're not weak if you have anxiety or you're talking to someone or you have a therapist. It's weak if you think that you are weak because every single human being and well, every single high performer that I know has a coach, has a mentor, has a close friend they can talk to. Most of them, even Craig Ballantyne, who's the most disciplined man on the planet, recommends that you have a therapist or someone you can talk to. Bedros Cooligan also recommends that you have a therapist that you can talk to, especially if you've gone through some form of trauma because you can't get rid of that shit on your own as much as you think you can professional help is always going to, at the bare minimum, reassure you and help you. So when anxiety attacks, get out of your own head. Lesson number three, when anxiety attacks, get connected. Human touch and conversations go a long way in easing your fears and calming you down. Again, we just talked about this, just being able to hold someone's hand or in a therapy setting, just sitting there and talking. Conversations go a very long way in easing your fears and calming you down because you're letting it out. You're letting out the bottled fear and the inner demons that are crawling at your lungs and your heart, making you feel like you have a heart attack. You're letting those things out when you get connected with other human beings. So lesson number three is get connected, ties in with number two. Lesson number four, when it attacks, when anxiety attacks, breathe. When done properly, breathing can have an immediate calming effect on your body and your mind. This also ties into meditation, which is one of the most important things that you should be doing to relieve and prevent anxiety in your life. So when it comes to anxiety, breathing can be as simple as just, you can do the simple 110 principle is what I want to call it. You, you do an inhale for 10 seconds, and then you do an exhale for 10 seconds, or you can adjust it however you want via your uh, lung uh, your strength of your lungs. And again, this also will build up your lung capacity for you being able to breathe longer and so many other benefits. But when anxiety attacks, breathe because it does have an immediate calming effect. It's best when you go outside and you're talking with someone and you're breathing while you're talking to them and you're taking deep breaths and you're having a slow conversation while you're ranting about all of your concerns or worries. And number five, like I talked about, get help. This can be a friend, a mentor. This can be a therapist even if it has to. 
get help. There's free hotlines out there for you to literally get help. I guarantee you if you're resourceful enough because personally, I've found most of the skills and who where I am as a person, I learned online on YouTube for free, not really through paid courses. Sure, a lot of value I got from paid courses, but I got most of my help from watching videos on YouTube on how to deal with anxiety and all these other things that I've been going through. And the most important thing that I realized that I developed without even knowing it is introspection. What this is, is introspection is the examination or observe, observation of one's own mental and emotional process. This is a very, very keen thing that every entrepreneur, every human, every lover, every person, every man, woman, child, everyone should have because you need to take a step back and look at yourself from a non-emotional standpoint and examine the situation and address it logically, not emotionally, because our brain is wired to be emotional before logical, literally. If I had a diagram of the human brain, or I'll use my head as, as an example, whenever information goes in via here, I forgot what it's called, but when it goes in here, the first thing that it hits in your brain is the emotions. And then your logic is all the way up in the front of your temple. So it literally has to go through here first, which is emotions, then it goes to the logic part. So that's why if you're fearful or you're having anxiety, you need to take a step back, do some breathing, and then be like, okay, what's going on? And three really good questions that I ask myself when I'm feeling rough are these. What am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling this way? What can I do about it? I used to ask these questions in the middle of the day at around this time when usually after five to six hours of me working, I'm a little bit tired, excuse me, and it really helps me. So the most important thing that I can recommend to you guys is developing the skill of introspection because here's the thing, action beats anxiety, motion beats meditation, and work beats worry. What that means is action via doing the work, waking up and just doing it, going outside, all the things. Action beats the anxiety. Motion beats meditation. The most, just going through the motions, even if you have to, if you're having a shitty day, just doing it at a, as a bare minimum, but still getting the work done beats meditation because you're doing it. And then work beats worry. Instead of worrying, work on something. Read a book. This is literally the mantra of the book Unstoppable. So I want you guys to ingrain this into your head. Write it on a sticky note. Put it on your computer. If you guys don't know, I basically have a note card, uh, like notes from either my what my fiance writes me, post notes um, on my values. This is her just calling me a Superman and king. And then this is a small note that I also found recently from um, what's his name. Elliot Hulse. Elliot Hulse taught this to me and it really impacted me because anyone who's high status or is a dominant motherfucker knows to respond versus react. You want to respond versus reacting because responding is powerful. Responding is you logically doing something. My screens just went black, so I have no idea what that was, but it's still we're still on, so I'm glad. Woohoo! Anyway, I would go ahead, write that on a post note, keep it somewhere near you, or have post notes maybe on your computer, in your work area, and just have little key things that you should always be revisiting and relearning, uh, re, um, uh, 
just reading to keep yourself on the straight line. So now we're going to talk about alignment. So in order to see progress to reduce stress and overcome anxiety, you must align your behaviors and desires. So what do you desire in life? What do you desire as an outcome with your goals, your business, your job, whatever it may be, your family, even? whatever those desires are, are your behaviors in alignment with it? Okay, I want to be a dominant motherfucker who's the most high status person on the planet who knows how to do X, Y, and Z and can build a business and be a great lover and all these other things. But are my behaviors in alignment with it? Am I, am I waking up early? Am I doing deep work? Am I attacking the most important tasks in the beginning of the day? Do I have rituals? Do I have structure? Do I have discipline, dedication, determination, and dominance in myself? Do I have those things? And that ties into me because four of those traits are my values that I live by. I call it the 4D rule. Discipline, dedication, determination, and domination are my most important values aside from mastery, health, contribution, pleasure, authenticity, and playfulness. Those are my 10 values. So I align my life based on these values. And the biggest value that I've been fucking lacking on is discipline is honestly the fourth because I've been struggling hella hard with schizophrenia for the past couple fucking weeks. Because I recently discovered that whoopty fucking do, I now have four or five mental disorders and it just keeps stacking on me. It's, it's genetic. I fucking have it genetically ingrained into me and it sucks, but I'm not letting it stop me. A lot of people at this rate would give up on their damn life or not even wanna, they don't even care. Me, I don't want that for other people because a lot of young folk like me, especially men, are developing schizophrenia due to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and all these other things. And genetics are literally just making that happen. So one of the biggest things that I can do is be in alignment with myself to show up as the person who's going to deliver on what they need to do as a man and woman in order to achieve greatness in their life. The four values, I mean, discipline, being disciplined, waking up, doing what needs to be done. That's pretty much what it is. Just doing what needs to be done. You guys know what needs to be done. It's just you're not fucking doing it. That's honestly what it is. For 99.9% .9 of people on the planet, they know what they need to be doing, but they're not doing it. It's as easy as this. Oh, I should get up and like, I've been struggling with this even this morning, but I still got up and did it. I woke up at like three in the morning because I had two night terrors back to fucking back. And I hate these things. I woke up screaming and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I can't even... I don't even want to do anything. I can't go back to sleep. And I just laid in bed and I felt just completely useless. But then I kept remembering my values and I was like, I need to be in alignment with myself. So I need to develop. I need to be disciplined. I need to just get up and go through the motions if I have to, as just a borderline thing, because going through the motions is a snowball effect. If you're doing it bit by bit, you're going to slowly work your way up and still get the shit done that you need to do or at least a bare minimum, you're going to get something done instead of nothing done. So that's what discipline is. Dedication. Dedication is being dedicated in your craft, in your, in your, your, well, just being dedicated. It's being full of grit, perseverance. And honestly, it's the definition of being an entrepreneur. So dedication is probably right. It's right under discipline for me, but Dedication is a very big thing because if you're not dedicated to what you want to do, you're, you're not even going to do it. Even if you have the discipline, if you're not dedicated to it, you're going to be carefree and not care. You're going to slack off. And then determination comes into play. Very familiar to dedication, but determination is more of the 
is more of the raw dominant version of I'm going to fucking do this. And that's what I have ingrained into me as a human being. And I know that I literally consider myself, I'm not David Goggins level yet, but I have the same mindset and the same history as David Goggins, in my opinion, in several, several ways. And what that's done for me is it's raised me to be a determined motherfucker, to not replicate the things that my father has done to me, to my kid when I have a child. And also as a man, I'm not going to show up as the same person, my father, his father, and anyone who's negatively impacted me in my life. I'm determined to break those patterns. And then the fourth D, domination. Domination is what you think it is. It's just dominance. It's, hmm, I forgot what it is, but I will have this ready for the next podcast and I will write it down. Dominance. There's a very good explanation for the word dominance that Jason Capital has in one of his um, courses that I have. I will not name the title of this course. I will never share the course because it's a course that very few people know existed. It was something that was released on the back end and it was only released once during like a 10K offer. And what he talks about is off the top of my head is dominance is really you having absolute control over yourself and your life and your actions and your executing. It's dominance over yourself, your values, your behaviors, your desires, and you're doing what needs to be done. So in order to see the progress and reduce your stress and overcome anxiety, you got to align yourself with your values, your rules in life and structure. Otherwise, you're going to be floating. You're going to be doing things that you shouldn't be doing, such as drinking energy drinks or doing drugs, alcohol, all these other things and all this other stuff. So you can't do that. Being entirely honest and being absolutely raw with this, as I should be, one of the most recent things that I've been experiencing difficulties with is that I've been a long-term user with cannabis and I fucking love the plant, but I realized that my genetics don't align with someone who can use cannabis at my age. My brain is not fully developed, therefore I should not consume it. And I've finally broken the habit of not using it at all. It's been very difficult, not that I'm addicted, but it reduces so much anxiety and so many other things for people who struggle with mental disorders, but I know that I can't use it because of my genetics with my schizophrenia and bipolar issues. Until my brain is fully developed, I've made a commitment to myself that I will no longer consume that beautiful plant that has helped me and so many others on this planet. Just like alcohol, drugs, narcotics, pills, all these other things, like those are the things that really tear down a lot of people in life, most people especially alcohol, which is fucking legal and literally kills you, or cigarettes, which literally are the equivalent dopamine hit of an orgasm. So each time you smoke a cigarette, you're basically nutting. <laughs> and you can see how that's a fucking issue because dopamine is supposed to be used in a way of rewarding yourself. That's what it is. It's the rewarding drug in your brain. When you achieve a goal, you get a big-ass dopamine hit, don't you? When you do something right in your schedule, you get a dopamine hit. When you align yourself with your behaviors and desires and you do what you need to do, you're getting constant dopamine, which fuels you to be less stressed, overcome your anxiety, and overcome so many other things that you're struggling with. So one of the first things with alignment is all of those things. And I personally have struggled with being in alignment with a lot of things with myself, but I'm working on it 
every single day. And it's very difficult. I'm not saying it's more difficult for me. I'm, I'm saying it's less difficult for me because I have the determination bug inside me that won't let me quit. Other people may not have that and it's a lot harder for them. So I consider it to be easy for me and I need to man up for you and your situation. I believe and trust that it's way more difficult and I hope that this helps you with everything that I'm saying. So first, you must identify where your misalignment lies. For me, honestly, it was consuming cannabis regularly. It was really misusing the plant when I wasn't at the appropriate age and I wasn't, I honestly want to say I wasn't grown up enough, so to say. Sure, I'm 19, but your brain's not fully developed till you're 25. And that misalignment has caused a lot of damage, but a lot of good for my life as well. It's allowed me to learn so much and done so many things. And I'm not going to rant about the benefits of cannabis and what it's done for me, but it's done good and it's done bad, just like anything in life. Some of you guys here probably have drunken alcohol. It does good and it does bad. Some of you guys have probably smoked a cigarette. It does. Whoa, that scared the shit out of me. There was a loud ass horn, like a, tr like a fucking train horn right there. Ooh. Anyway, cigarettes are another one. That's honestly nothing but bad in my opinion. There's no fucking good out of that, <laughs> except your dopamine hit. And that's not even a good, that's not even a good thing. You're, you're trick, trick, tricking your brain into getting pleasure from something that's not even supposed to be ingested into your body fucking nothing but chemicals. So what is misalignment anyway? In the simplest of terms, it's what happens when you want to do the one thing you're chasing. It's, it's, it's what happens when you want one thing, but you're chasing something else. Shiny object syndrome. All, I also struggle with this. Everyone here probably has struggled with that bitch because shiny object syndrome, I swear to God, that's the biggest down, the biggest syndrome that everyone has in their life. Because we want to do great things. We want to do this. We see all these influencers and all this shit on social media now. But all you really should be focusing on is yourself. Fuck the influencers. If you want to follow influencers, follow one person. And in my opinion, follow Sam Ovens or Jason Capital or Alex Becker. Top three, my opinion. Only I only listen to those three fuckers. Everyone else, I don't give a flying fuck who they are. I don't care if it's even Jordan Belfort, like none of them. I only care about those three because they align their values and who they are as a person aligns with who I want to be in several ways, especially Jason Capital. I swear that in another life, I am the reincarnation of him and I will live up to my core belief of helping 100 million people become the most highest status version of themselves however I can. So don't feel bad though if there is a misalignment somewhere in your life because this situation is extremely common. Like I said, everyone struggles with this. And in fact, I've never seen someone who's 100% aligned in every area of their life. Have you? I've never seen it. Craig Valentine hasn't seen it. Bedros hasn't seen it. Jason Capital hasn't seen it. Nobody has seen it because it's not fucking possible. You can only get as good as you, you, you can only get as good as you are, you can only get as good as you are presently. And that's never going to be 100% because it's just not possible. However, the degree to which each person is misaligned in the stress it causes varies greatly. So let's say you're 90% aligned in every area of your life. You're going to have a pretty damn good life. I would have to say I've been at 90%, 80%. Let me give myself a lower score. I've been at 80% for probably the past – well, it's been up and down, honestly – I've been probably at like 50% for the past ever since I went to a hospital because I had a literal psychotic break because 
fuck my life, you know, in a, in a good way, <laughs> because it, life's going to keep hitting me down until I achieve my goals. And that's, that's everyone. But 50%, you're going to feel a lot fucking worse than the person who's at 90%. Because before I had my psychotic break, I was at 90, 95%. I swear, I swear to you guys, I was out there because I was performing so well in so many areas and I was really at a peak. But I made some mistakes, some things happened and I triggered an episode. And ever since then, I've been basically a little bit damaged and it hurts, but I can't let that misalign me anymore. So I feel that now I'm confidently at 90%. And I feel a lot fucking better, even though yesterday and the day before, I felt like I was at 50 and literally was not in a good place. That's all I'll say. So don't feel bad, guys, because it happens to everyone. And you need to stay strong and grounded to get this shit aligned. And like I said, um, why well, I didn't actually say this, but misalignment often starts with comparison syndrome because – a lot of people want to compare themselves to others. You want to compare yourself to influencers like me, especially when I was in HTC with Dan Locke. Like every motherfucker who does not succeed in HTC suffers from this goddamn syndrome, and that's why your ass does not get shit done. I lived it, I breathed it, and I'm still doing it in some ways because it's a bitch to change if it's a habit or if it's who you are. You have to have a breakthrough. Or you have to go through some trauma that kicks yourself in the ass and makes you step up. So the grass is not greener on the other side. It's not. But the grass is greenest where you water it. Live in alignment with your values, your mission, and your goals, and everything else is just noise. All of it's noise. Some of the top, most of the top marketers on this planet who make money don't have any social media accounts. Sam Ovens, who's beaten Dan Lock and several other high-level marketers in so many areas of their business, he doesn't even – I haven't seen him post on YouTube even in fucking forever. He used to post videos on YouTube just to deliver value. I haven't seen that in a year. He puts his head down and gets shit done. That's what most people who are above these eight, nine, ten-figure earners on social media – ten figures is not a lot. You can talk to Dan Penny about that. Ten figures is not fucking a lot. What is a lot is the 11, 12, and more. And those are the kinds of businesses that change the world, not just a couple lives because you made a good course and all this other shit that's going on with these dramatic influencers. So, and here's the brutal truth. The truth is you have no context for what your friends and your competitors are doing. And it makes no sense for you to follow them blindly. Even if it's Dan Locke, Grant Cardone, or even Jason Capital, you can't blindly follow their lead. You have to figure out what you want as a person, align yourself with what you want, and fucking operate from within that, and then maybe take some things that Jason Capital does and try them out. See if it aligns with you. Take bits and pieces. Don't try to fucking do everything. Don't try to copy me. Don't try to copy anyone. Take some things that seems like they will work from that person, whatever they're saying or teaching you. Implement it. Take action. See what the outcome is and reflect. Like I showed you guys in one of the earlier podcasts. Thank gosh I have a webcam too. If you guys can see the Sam Ovens right there, you guys will notice that, well, here, let me stop sharing my screen so I can show you guys on the entire screen so it's a little bit easier. Like we mentioned earlier, inputs. What you're putting in is, for example, 
Jason Capital gives you a tip on closing. Okay, you've taken it in. Now you're going to process it. You're going to channel it. You're going to put, you're going to try it out. Then you're going to get the output, which is the result. And from that result, you're going to adjust accordingly. You're going to reflect and see how it helped you. Did it help? Did it do something good? Did it not? That's what you guys need to do instead of trying to just fucking try to honestly be a shiny object little bitch, which I'm still trying to overcome because it's fucking difficult, especially in this generation with all these gurus and stuff. So alignment, very big thing, guys. And the bigger lesson is this, your values and your vision are not the same as your friends or competitors. Like I talked about earlier, they have different goals and dreams than you. So if you took the time to think about what was truly important in your life, you'd realize that what matters in your life is not keeping up with your friends or copying your competitors. A lot of people don't get clear on what they want. They get clear on what other people want or not even clear on that. They just copy other people and they're like, oh yeah, I should go do that. Stop doing that shit. Align yourself with what you want because you're probably having anxiety, depression, all that shit because you don't know what the fuck to do because you don't know you. You don't know who you are. Find out who you are because if you don't, who the fuck are you? Ask yourself, who, who are you really? And since other people's goals do not align with you and who you are and what you want, you'll never be happy chasing them. Or even if you obtain them, if you even obtain their results, you're still not going to be happy. I can't tell you how many big, rich people out there achieved all their greatest hopes and dreams because they copied their competitors, but they're still lacking a sense of, they're still having, they still have a sense of emptiness. A lot of them, most of them. And another cause of misalignment is positive reinforcement. This is a big one. That may seem counterintuitive because you've probably always equated positive reinforcement with good behavior. However, if you are positively reinforced for behavior that is not in line with your values and vision, such as drinking, doing drugs with friends and all this other stuff, and you direct your life towards more of that behavior to obtain more positive reinforcement, like a lot of kids do in school, you will end up further away from your values, vision, and goals. And again, further misaligned, stressed, and anxious because of all of this. So giving into positive reinforcement without examining the behaviors for which you're receiving it and identifying whether these behaviors are in line with your values, vision, and goals is a slippery slope towards misalignment that will inevitably lead you to more stress and anxiety, period, point, fucking blank. This really shocked, shook me because most of my high school career, if I fucking just said, fuck all you friends who I don't even talk to anymore, and literally just fucking studied Jason Capital's free shit, I would be a millionaire by now. I guarantee it. I guarantee motherfucking it because I would have gone to all of his private events, even though I was underage. I would have, I would have been the most obsessed fan that he fucking knows. He already knows my name and he knows me well. But I know for a fact that if I wasn't giving into the positive reinforcement of others, goofing off and all this stuff in school, and I took it seriously and I got up early and was disciplined and worked out, I'd have a shredded body. I'd be doing so many different things by age of 19. I, yeah, I, I'm, it, it hurts. And you're probably thinking about this in your own life that it hurts, but you can't, again, you can't dwell on it. You have to overcome it and you have to just get aligned with yourself period, point blank. Misalignment leads to bad decisions and more first world problems like buying stuff you don't really want or need or behaving in ways that are bad for your health or working too many hours. 
This is very fucking true. I honestly struggle with this with buying things that I don't need. And I've gotten a lot better at it because my father always raised me to basically like, don't buy this. He always told me what not to buy and what not to do. And that limiting belief, in my opinion, got instilled into me. And then it got switched when I got freedom and I moved from home and I was making some decent money through closing and stuff. I was buying shit I don't need. And I wasn't buying anything crazy or anything, but it's things like my most recent investment that I really did not need is this new computer setup. I should have just stuck with this laptop, got two cheaper monitors and spent less than a thousand bucks instead of using my credit card and almost maxing it out and spending $4,900 on a new laptop and two monitors. That's me being honest. But I know that even though I've done that, I can't go back in the past. I can't return it and I'm going to make the best with it because I have this new setup and I'm going to make more money with it. That's all I can do. So don't let misalignment lead to bad decisions and more first war problems like buying stuff you don't need guys. Another thing is having complete independence may sound wonderful, but for most people it leads to bad decisions about how you spend your time giving into too much work or too much play with no limits, no boundaries and no accountability. The paradox of freedom can leave you stressed, broke, or even dead. You've seen, you've seen young kids make a lot of money and die because of drugs. One of the most impactful people who died recently that kind of fucked with me just when I discovered his music was um, Juicy World. Fucker was making a lot of money. Awesome hit. Awesome songs. Everything. Had all the girls. His issue, he struggled with mental disorders like me from what I know. Depression. Breakups. And... He, he loved some drugs, popping pills and all this other stuff that I have and will never touch. And it leads you to bad decisions because, again, he had positive reinforcement from his crowd around him. Oh, yeah, Juicy, all this. Oh, yeah, 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 man, do this. Yeah, you're, you're cool. He wasn't aligned with himself. He had no alignment, truly. He had some because you can have some like we talked about earlier. You can have a percentage of alignment, but if you're not, the higher you are, the more the happier you're going to truly be because he wasn't truly happy and if you guys don't know who juicy world is you can just well search up his songs listen to his songs i listen to every single one of his songs the one that that impacts me the most is empty because literally that song describes my fucking life so aside from that it's easy to see how quickly comparison syndrome can lead to misalignment in your personal and your professional life. But it's also easy to see how little introspection and self-reflection on your values and vision can keep you off this slippery slope of bad decisions and anxiety-inducing mistakes. When you can stick to the right path for your right life, and you become unstoppable and achieve success faster than ever because your values and dri vision drive every decision. And I love how that shit rhymes because it's so true. Your values and your vision drive every decision. Are you operating from within that alignment? Ask yourself. I think we spend enough time on this, but introspection, guys. Reflect on yourself. Gratitude, journaling, all that stuff. Develop that muscle. Even more. Man, there's a lot of stuff on alignment, but it's, it's probably the biggest. It is the biggest thing that causes me and hundreds of millions of others anxiety, stress, and depression. So when you know where you want to go in life, you can design a simple straight line to success that gets you there fast while preventing you on, from going on dangerous detours. When the values are clear, the decisions are easy. Walt Disney has that quote. 
made that quote. Because once you know your values, you operate from within them like laws and you punish yourself if you don't do what you're supposed to do. You do what you need to do and you move your straight line is you move even faster. Your values are the cornerstone of your alignments and are the best described as things that matter most to you in your terms of health, wealth, and relationships and experiences. Your vision is how you picture yourself living the life in accordance with those values. So I don't have a clear vision in a sense of me writing it out, but I have it in my head and I relive it almost every day because my vision entails me doing lots of great things and my vision I keep to myself. I don't personally share my vision yet but I know it's going to do great massive things for myself. And when I tie that in with my values, they align and I just need to operate from within those. So when you have your values and your vision, it becomes easy for you to make the right decisions because the path to success is so clearly laid out. It's clear guys, misalignment between your values and vision and your actions and behavior causes stress and anxiety. This misalignment may be caused by the comparison syndrome, misguided positive reinforcement, and the paradox of freedom. I struggled with the paradox of freedom when I was at 90%, basically, because I was in Dallas. I was in another state. I uh, was making decent money. I was about to be doing some great big things, and then I fucked up. I triggered a psychotic break, and now I moved back home with my family. I lost that apartment, which was a great apartment. My fiance lost a friend she made because of that, so I caused that, and then I lost all my progress, basically in myself as a person to an extent. And it stressed me the hell out to the point to where I was just thinking about nothing but committing suicide, being honest. So it's fucked, but you have to get clear in your values and your vision, period, point blank, because the stress it creates can be felt internally. You can literally feel it in your heart and people have died from it. Broken heart syndrome, it's real. In overwhelming demands on your time and strained relationships with your family financially and in many other versions of stress, that all add up to high anxiety. That's where it can be felt internally, is in your relationships, family, financially, and all these other things. And you guys are probably thinking about examples of what those things are. By identifying your values, become aware of the activities and habits that are not in line with your values and replacing them with actions and behaviors that are aligned so that you can reduce your anxiety. Hitting it on the nail right there. Even more, great, this is the last one that I know. So three action steps, basically, for alignment. Creating a clear and con concise vision for your life is a terrific way for you to see where you want to go. Envision that life and then close your eyes and recall the day you had today. How do the two versions of your day compare? The day you had today versus your vision. Are they in alignment? Are your values pushing you towards that? Or are you doing things that aren't? Comparing a day in the life of your perfect vision to the life you have right now will show you the differences, and then you can identify the, correct, the current behaviors that are preventing you from achieving your vision and eliminate them. Excuse me, for me, cannabis was helping me a lot, and it has helped me do beautiful things and create so many things for my business and my team and other things, but it prevented me from truly achieving what I want as a person because it gave me, it triggered my psychotic break. It triggered my schizophrenia very, very young. And now I struggle with it. It's very mild, but it's, it, it, it is definitely something that affects my presence, my um, thinking, my focus, my health. So many fucking things, guys. But when I compare what I'm doing today, especially because I'm at my best today, 
every, every day that is not yesterday, I'm at my best. I'm in alignment. And alignment may require big picture changes like with, like with what I'm doing because dropping the cannabis, like just that, just dropping it, like making the decision is what I've done. It sometimes takes that. And not everyone has the willpower to do that, to just go nightmare mode is what Alex Becker calls it. You literally go to the extreme. You just cut it and you drop it. People who are addicted to caffeine, people who are addicted to hard drugs, cigarettes, caffeine especially. Caffeine is the worst one of them all, in my opinion. Start small, and you should be able to start immediately. Remember, my friends, action beats anxiety, motion beats meditation, work beats worry. One step at a time, you will become unstoppable. So now let's go over into the unstoppable structure. So adhering to a daily schedule that is led by your vision and run by your priorities is the surest path to personal freedom. Very fucking true. Without momentum in a scripted day, in a scripted day, you lack motivation, and with no motivation, you have no action. With no action, you have no progress, and the cycle continues. And the antidote to a reactive, anxiety-ridden life is structure. We've already talked about structure in previous podcasts, which is why I'm going a bit fast. But when you have more structure in your life, quite counterintuitively, you actually end up with more freedom through the virtuous cycle of focus, action, results, momentum, and more focus that you develop because of all those things. And you must get your highest priority tasks done before anyone else in the house wakes up. You just have to get that biggest thing done. It doesn't have to be your job. It doesn't have to be whatever, whatever the, like for most closers who are going to be watching this or people in my niche, which is the sales industry. The biggest fucking thing you can do in the morning for your deep work is Kaizen sales. Top three things. I would read 10 pages of a sales book. Better yet, read an hour of a sales book a day an hour of you reflecting on your calls and an hour of role play. And then in between that, as a ritual, you should be reading your script over and over until you've embodied it. And even when you've embodied it, you should be reflecting on it once a week, once a month to correct it and change it. Those are the biggest things that you should be doing. If you want to truly get shit done, those are the most important tasks that you can do early in the morning before anyone else wakes up or before your calls start. You do all that before your calls start, how sharp are you going to be for the calls? You do that every day. You're reflecting every day. The compound interest on that is fucking phenomenal. It's more than a stock investment, Amazon automation, or anything. You must get that thing done. Eat the fucking frog. Building unstoppable structure means planning ahead and identifying and eliminating obstacles and temptations that can get in your way so that you can align your actions with your goals. With no boundaries, you inevitably end up saying yes to too many shiny objects and new projects and spending too much time working and too little time on your highest priorities in life. Very true. And the paradox of freedom, being able to do whatever you want when you want leads to a shotgun scattered approach to your days and exuberates your stress and anxiety. It puts you in a prison. And the only way out of that is to adopt the paradox of structure so that you can finally focus on what matters. We all, myself included, spend time on things that are not in alignment with the person we want to be. And those activities should be the first thing to be removed from our daily schedule. Again, do the vision, compare it to the life you're living now. What's not in alignment, cut the slack, cut the shit out like I talked about in Monk-like Discipline and get your shit straight. Period, point blank. You don't do that, good fucking luck. Setting boundaries includes giving yourself permission to say no to the things that don't matter at work and at home. 
If you're working from home, when you have boundaries, guess what? You're going to get shit done. When you don't, you're not going to get shit done. All these Americans working at home fucking suck with structure in their life. They really fucking do, which is why they're not getting jobs done. They're depressed. They're losing money. They're getting fired. If they had boundaries, they wouldn't have that. Each of these activities comes with the cost of time, money, and energy, and often trading your money for more time, energy, and freedom is the right decision to make. That can be as simple as instead of mowing your lawn, pay someone to mow your lawn so you can spend an hour studying calls so that when you get on the calls for the day, you make more money. You might have been raised to think that you can do everything, but it's not fucking true. You can set boundaries around these activities and you can make time, more time for what matters. Of course, if you can't afford it necessarily, figure out a way to, again, structure your day, your week to where you're getting what needs to get done when it matters most. If you don't stick to your rules and boundaries, you'll soon be letting old habits creep back into your life and drag you down. Period, point blank. It's very fucking true. What else do we got? Awesome. As a high-performing person, it's especially important to plan out your day the night before. Having a detailed plan of action waiting for you in the morning allows you to get stuff done on your most important tasks immediately. That then allows you to stick to your values and vision and empowers you to say no to the things that are not in alignment with you. It's the equivalent of trying to offer a vegan a burger. Same principle. It's like setting off a series of dominoes in a positive direction of your life. But that first domino is critical. You have to do the first domino. And it always starts the night before your perfect day. And remember the saying, if you're making your to-do list in the morning, you're already too late. The other guy's already got it made the night before. He's beating you. Your competitor is beating you. You're fucked. So effective planning must be done the night before so that you don't waste time on the most productive time of your day in the next morning. Wake up, you know what to do, boom, get it done, boom. Everything's in alignment, boom, 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 boom. Something comes up, already redirect, get back on track, boom. Takes time, but build that muscle. The difference between successful people and very successful people, Warren Buffett said, is that very successful people say no to almost everything. I've been saying no to a lot of things recently. I've been trying my best to say no to just so much because developing the ability to say no more often is like a superpower that will serve you well and having clear boundaries allows you to turn down requests to do things that may seem like a good idea on the surface but aren't in alignment with your goals and ultimately do not serve you your values vision and goals must act as filters for opportunities that come your way that's how i think about it the coronavirus that can, that can suck my dick because guess what? The values that I have are filters that are going to prevent that virus from ever taking me down or hurting anyone that I, in my family. Because as long as I'm performing and doing what I'm supposed to be doing from within my values, I'll be good. Luna, you better stop. I'll kennel you. Being overwhelmed is caused by having no boundaries or boundaries that aren't tight enough around your values and vision aligned goals. Kennel. Kennel. Apologies for that. I forgot to put her in the kennel. She was just being a quiet little girl for all this time. Setting boundaries and instituting a filtering system again is the equivalent of wearing like your, your mask for the coronavirus. If you know what your values are in life, you're going to literally know what to do and you're going to make progress towards achieving those goals, period, point blank. It's very simple. And 
best way to do this is a daily plan facilitates your alignment and structure and provides you with a straight line to success. So that daily find scripting your day puts you in alignment with what needs to be done to have success in that. Now we're going to move over to my favorite thing that I learned from this book, and I'm going to be implementing this hopefully down the road for my own powerhouse fam is accountability. So accountability gets you to do the things that you think you can't do or don't have the motivation to do because when you're accountable to someone who holds you to a higher standard than you hold yourself, well, accountability is having someone hold you to a higher standard than you hold yourself so that you can break away from those limiting beliefs and labels and do what needs to be done. So the biggest thing about this though, is you want to be, you must be accountable with someone that you deeply don't want to disappoint, like a grandparent, a lover, a dear friend, because if you're not, and you're just accountable with someone who's like a close friend, perhaps, or someone you don't look up to, you're just going to go through the motions and half-ass it. But if it's someone, for example, like a grandparent, and you told them that you're going to do this, and then they find out you don't, like you're going to be hurt or worse. If it's with a mentor, most likely, or in my accountability, you're going to owe me money or I'm going to owe you money. Because if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, well, guess what? I just owe everyone in the group 20 bucks. So step one, identify what you value in people. Get clear in your values, your 10 values, give or take. Step two, identify where this type of person spends time. Most likely for a lot of you guys, Facebook groups, free internet. Facebook groups, blogs, uh, networking events are kind of shut down because of the coronavirus. But last step three is go there. Go to the Facebook groups, go to the networking events, meet those people and get accountable with them. That's really all that we learned with the accountability. So the action steps that I had, I already described. The biggest thing is, um, in my opinion, is if you guys haven't already, you need to get clear in your vision, your vision and your values. If you don't know your 10 values off the top of your head, you're basically running your life with no laws and you're being a lawless son of a bitch who's going to either get arrested, so to say, or you're going to die, so to say. So that is it for episode seven of the Powerhouse Rants podcast. I loved this episode a lot. I felt like it was one of my best ones yet. Now, what questions do you guys have for me? Adrian, do you have any questions? I thought that was really cool, Tyler. Um, and when you talked about unstoppable, I missed the beginning because the link in my calendar was different uh, than the link that, you know, so I found, I found it a little late. And unstoppable is... Again, I don't know who the author is. I didn't Google it now. It's Craig Ballantyne. Craig Ballantyne. Oh, okay. Right, right. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, basically what I went over was the core principles that I learned from Unstoppable, which is everything. Um, I'll make sure I get the replay to you by the end of today so you can rewatch the beginning. But you got, as long as you saw what I was talking about with alignment, mm -hmm. that was basically the whole gist of the first message. The biggest thing, in, most, in my opinion, is that positive reinforcement. I think that affects a lot of us because you have your family that influences you, your friends, your lovers. And if, if you're getting positive reinforcement for things that aren't in alignment, like for example, if you're trying to diet, but your family wants you to eat food because they want to make sure you're eating food and you're not starving. If that's not in alignment with your values, you, you need to step away. You need to align yourself up with what you want, not them. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Self, self-driven. Mm-hmm. Self-driven. Yeah. Definitely. And, and then when you pointed out, um, what Sam, uh, your Sam Ovens thing on the wall, uh, I, I couldn't quite hear that because we were in the TLN meeting. So let me, but I'll, I'll listen to the replay, but yeah. Well, let me show you. I can explain it really quick. It's very simple. It's just eight. eight. It's basically this little process. You have your inputs, which is the energy of whatever it is you're learning. You're Laser focused. Yeah. yeah. And then you have your uh, process channel, which is basically you um, executing on that said thing. And then you have your output, which is your results. What's the outcome? Is it feeling and doing what it's supposed to do? And if it's not, this is where you go for feedback and you reflect and you adjust accordingly. So this is basically, this is my operating system and Sam Levin's operating system that we do both do unconsciously for every single action you take. When you clear in your visions and values and you align that, basically your inputs are your values and your vision. And then everything that basically goes into the channeling should be in alignment. And if it's not, you will find out and you reflect. Or better yet, you'll find out when the results come. Because if you don't get results, that's why. Awesome. Ex excellent, man. I appreciate it. Dane, do you have any questions for me, bro? Nah, nothing for today. Awesome, dude. Were you able to find a different energy drink instead of Monster? No, I haven't found one yet, but um, for now, I'm just taking um, tea. I'm just having some tea. Proud of you. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, I did stop, though. Yeah, it is a bad habit. I do feel better already. I, feel, I found like I used, to, because I used to take energy drinks, and I used to, like, crash. Um like when you take energy drinks, you get the caffeine and all of a sudden you get that, like that uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like you just crash and you just want to sleep. Oh, no, trust so me. I know the crash is a bitch. That didn't happen. So Good. Yeah. And most likely That's it won't happen, good, bro. Good so. job. Proud of you. Most people don't stop after one day or two. So keep it up. Tushik, do you have any questions for me, man? Yeah, man. Uh, like earlier, you said like uh, the most very successful people say almost no to everything. So, can you elaborate more details, like specifically, so it could so be understood? Uh, what that means is a lot of the most successful people in the world they say no to mostly everything because they're operating from within what they want, not others. A lot of things that come into you from exterior people or inputs are their mm -hmm. opinion, not your opinions. So when yeah. you know your values and yourself, you're going to basically filter that input and then you're going to channel it and process it into, is it going to help me or is it not? And if it's not, yeah. bye. It's, Does that make sense? It's up to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Awesome. What other questions yeah. can I answer? No, I don't have any question regarding that. I got you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys showing up. I was really fired up for this uh, episode. Uh, next week's episode <laughs> is going to be on the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. So we're going to be yeah. for a couple of influential triggers. 
and I'm going to make sure I finish that book this week so that I can get the whole presentation up and running. There's already a book summary on this mm -hmm. thing inside of my link tree. So if you guys I'm, have I'm, it. I'm, 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 I don't forget to cover the, cover the details about dominance. You've left it today. I wrote the note down. I wrote the note. Yeah. So I'm going to rewatch mm -hmm. that module and figure out what, um, mm -hmm. exactly what was the phrase that Jason Capital said dominance is. But it basically yeah. is you having absolute control and dominance over what you want and how you operate. Yeah. So here's the summary for the book Influence. I've basically already written it out. Um, so you guys can come in here. You guys can easily just read through this. 18 pages, but we also have the Go-Giver and Unstoppable and working on as well. So um, that's great. Are there any other outstanding questions before we end this episode? Uh, just, I wanted to say, Tyler, that, that the link is in the Google Calendar and it, it didn't work. So it, to update the link would be awesome. So it actually is, but there's two, um, two links. So right here, you'll notice that this link right here is probably the one you were trying, but this one right here is the right one. Oh, so I so next week's episode, when I do it, um, I'll just make sure I'll do it right now. Wait, I've already done it, but it's still in here. Why is it still in here? So let me copy this. That's the reason it's not working for me as well. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So uh, there's... No worry, man. There we go. So now, and it's going to be the exact same link. The link's never going to change. This is my Zoom link for my Zoom room. It's the same one we use for sales training, Adrian. Okay, cool. FYI, if you're watching this recording, don't you dare try and join sales training because I do, I do roll and I will, I will block you. I will find you and I will block you. <laughs> All right. Any other questions, guys, that I can help answer before we go ahead and hop off? I have a call in three minutes. No, well. Awesome. Well, this was the seventh episode of the Powerhouse Rants podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, and I will catch you guys next week when we talk about influence.